Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Carl Wolf. He's the CEO of Mama Mancini Holdings. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Jeff. How are you doing? Good, good. So, Carl, we last spoke about a little over a year ago, and I'd love to get an update, but first, for those that are not familiar with Mama Mancini's, can you give us a quick overview? Yes, Mama Mancini's makes uh, prepared Italian foods, ranging from meatballs to uh, chicken alfredo, uh, and uh, we sell them to mainly to uh, supermarkets and club stores, and they are mainly sold in the prepared, uh, ready-to-go section, the grab-and-go section, also on hot bars, uh, in um, um, spoon-out delis where you request, uh, product and uh, cold bars and in sandwiches. In addition to that, we sell a line of packaged products uh, in club stores and retailers uh, ranging from a one-pound pack to a three-pound uh, club store bag. Okay. Uh, I, I, so I can actually add a little bit to that, Jeff. Uh, sure. We are, uh, have, have all natural products, very high quality Um um, one of our secrets is the sauce, and our products have very, very high consumer positive ratings and also a very um, positive nutritional profile, high in protein, low in calories, low in fat. Okay. Now, now the market you're addressing, are, are there any uh, particular headwinds or tailwinds or trends that you can share with us? Well, COVID was... Um, um, a, a major factor in the last year. Uh, in the beginning of last year, our fiscal year starts February 1. Uh, COVID um, helped us very much in mass retailers and that consumers stocked up on uh, products. However, it hurt the um, prepared foods um, um, category, hot bars uh, closed and uh, a lot of uh, delis closed. Uh, also, supermarkets were limiting the amount of help uh, they had in that section. So that business was diminished, but the um, overall business was very, very positive. In the latter part of the year, um, the um, push for um, um, prepackaged foods, the higher volume, uh, decreased back to uh, normal uh, positive levels and the prepared food deli sections, the fresh sections, started moving up. They're now crossing, so there's been uh, so our business is uh, very positive, uh, but we didn't have that one-time push. In addition to that, um, we have a number of new items and authorizations, and uh, that was pushed back about uh, five to six months. Um, no one, supermarkets were not dealing with uh, putting new items in. Um, so we now are on beam uh, with a lot of new uh, product placements, et cetera. So what normally would happen in the fall um, was not uh, major. Now uh, this winter, spring seems very, very positive. Gotcha. So in terms of the channels that you're selling through in the breakdown, can, can you touch on that? Um, I can just give you. Um, our business is almost 100% club stores and um, 
uh, major regional and uh, national supermarket chains. Um, we're in uh, about 45,000 spots on uh, shelves in uh, supermarkets, and uh, we have authorizations to be in an additional 15,000 or more spots by August of this year. Nice. And so are you selling directly or, or through distributors or we, outside we of the sell direct, We sell direct to supermarket uh, distribution uh, warehouses, and also in a few cases the supermarket has uh, a major wholesale distributor who um, just um, passes it along to the supermarket. So effectively we sell direct to supermarkets. Okay. And, then is, and plus, are you capacity and constrained at all? Pardon? Uh, no, uh, we believe uh, um, last year we believe our capacity is around uh, 65 million, and with some um, co-packing of some of our ingredients, we think we can get up to 75 to 80 million in the next uh, 18 months. Okay, and ingredients. Has there been any challenge for sourcing those with COVID? Uh, there was a challenge in um, late spring as beef prices uh, rose dramatically. Uh, the wholesale price uh, increased uh, about um, 40% um, over uh, that period of time very quickly. And uh, now the market has backed off to normal levels. But anyway, we dealt with it, and uh, everyone was aware of the situation in um, we had to, uh, on a short term, raise prices, uh, and now uh, the market's very orderly. Okay. And then to get into these additional stores, do you have to pay slotting fees? For the most part, no. Um, we often will run a major uh, promotion within a few months, uh, within the first few months of uh, distribution in order to gain uh, additional sales. So the first few months of business uh, will be slightly lower margins um, to compensate for the major merchandising events. However, um, those are expense is incurred. Uh, there is, however, there's very little or uh, no sliding fees. Okay. And, you know, you, you've been growing. Are, are there certain advantages to scale that, that you're enjoying? Well, the advantages of scale are very substantial. Um, we basically um, um, have set up the organization to do additional business, and so um, we're geared to handle uh, substantial additional volume. Uh, so as that happens, um, that should be a very, very positive. Incremental <coughs> sales at, <coughs> excuse me, at uh, 20 to 25% um, operating margin to the company. Nice. And then are you mainly in one region or, or you're national? We're uh, more on the East Coast from uh, New England down to Florida. Uh, however, we do sell uh, a number of national accounts uh, that um, are in other areas of the country. And our additional business uh, coming this year will be uh, mainly national. Okay. And and are there international opportunities as well? There are. We're looking at Canada. We hope to uh, have our first orders in the next few months. Uh, we are not uh, actively pursuing other markets at this point. 
Okay. So what's your, your growth strategy? Is it internal or through acquisition? Well, we have two growth strategies. One is internal uh, as um, we handle this new business, which should be very substantial. And then uh, we have a growth strategy to make uh, medium-sized acquisitions. We have um, substantial cash and virtually no debt except uh, equipment leases. Um, and we believe we have a bank line of um, several million dollars available to us um, should an acquisition occur. So uh, we have published uh, guidelines um, of a potential acquisition, and that is someone in the what we call the perimeter of the store. That's in the uh, delicatessen area or the deli, the grab-and-go area, um, um, branded meats, and uh, the dairy case. There also are a few situations in the um, produce section where there are branded products sold. So, um, so we're now looking at... Uh, uh, several acquisitions. Uh, the ideal size is over 12 million in sales, 12 million to 30 million in sales. We're looking for about 10% um, EBITDA, uh, steady growth, and the ability to uh, for the company to um, um, synthesize that growth uh, or that opportunity with our existing distribution channels, as well as that we we believe in the last year. We've adopted a number of best operating practices, so we would hope to uh, implement them with uh, a potential acquisition. So we're, we're very actively looking right now, and um, there are a number of candidates that have been presented to us. So hopefully so that will happen. Like... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so that will happen, and uh, we would assume the acquisitions will be significantly accretive to the company. Okay, yeah, that was what I was about to ask. So it sounds like it's not only non-dilutive in terms of the, the shares, but also accretive to earnings. Right. Right now, we have to see what occurs, but I do not believe we will have to uh, raise any equity um, to uh, complete an acquisition. Okay. And uh, are you going to stay with Italian food or just uh, other food products that fit through your channel? Italian food is is good, but there are other ethnic foods that we could uh, uh, that have a cachet that we would consider. Okay, and do you have a number of these in your sites? We have a number of prospects, uh, very early stage, but we're now doing the review and um, going to the next stage. Fortunately, um, COVID is uh, hopefully near the end and um, we uh, will be able to uh, step up that acquisition uh, review, visiting uh, you know, the key candidates at, at the right time. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes, it's very active. Okay. And for the customers that you do have, can you point to anything in terms of increased penetration or reorders? Or We're getting... Um, the key to uh, the business is not only getting new business, but to get uh, uh, proper merchandising. We're very aware of that. So uh, we have had uh, very good uh, reorder rates. There are there are some rotations with club stores uh, where you're in for a while and then uh, they rotate you out. 
So uh, that business um, um, not can that business sometimes is not a year-round business. However, um, we are increasing our penetration uh, with um, some of the major uh, club store chains. Okay. There is something else I should say is that a, a part of our business was in the hot bars, which um, uh, got shut down. And uh, that business is just starting to come back now. So we think that um, will be a very major positive factor by the middle of the year. It's already starting at, a little bit's happening now and more, more so uh, as the year progresses. And that will be a very positive factor on the volume of the company. Okay. So, so as you grow, uh, are you going to be out of one facility or more hub and spoke? Um, right now, we like one facility um, for now. Um, the, you have, we have very, very good uh, – we concentrate on shipping lanes, and as we get more business, the shipping lanes uh, should get better. We have normally at least um, – uh, 10 days lead time on uh, West Coast business and seven days uh, on other business at least. So we um, are able to consolidate our trucking and so forth. So the, the slight advantage by having a factory uh, located, let's say, in Colorado uh, is offset by uh, uh, cost and uh, duplication of inventory et cetera. So for now, uh, we think we more than make it up in efficiency. Okay. And so you're in such a competitive business, but you're growing nicely. What makes you win out? What makes you get into the store, your, your secret sauce, so to speak? Well, uh, we really have very, very high quality. Uh, we uh, ship most of our product uh, frozen, and then it's uh, defrosted and sold at the store. We have a number of items called kits where it's put together at the store, which is very easy. Uh, so the product is fresher and tastes better. Um, we don't use um, additives. We don't use soy. Um, so, and, you know, there's a very, very big segment in the market that wants uh, high quality, especially in prepared foods. The same uh, customer in the frozen section uh, is very price oriented or there's a different customer for the frozen section who wants uh, price there those are the customers that are uh, budget strapped etc so the perception of a product in the fresh prepared area is um, uh, much higher pricing and they re it's related to um, take out food in um, in uh, restaurants or food service so uh, our margins are um, are good, very good, and uh, our business, you know, and we show very, very high sales. And as a result, we can show um, um, case studies of what happens when they bring our product in. And over time, uh, we've gained more business as a result. How about um, perishability? Is, is that an issue? Do you get chargebacks there? Not really. Our product's frozen, which has a year shelf life from date of manufacture. Uh, once it's um, uh, at the supermarket and defrosted in uh, sealed bags, uh, it's a, a minimum of 30 days for most of our product. It's actually um, 50, but we say less, so it's not mishandled. 
And then when it's out on the shelf, every supermarket has its own, or a retailer has its own standards, typically three to five days uh, life once the bag is open. So it's okay. good. We have virtually uh, no waste with our product. Okay. Um, so what, what's the biggest gating factor towards your growth? Gaming factor. I'm sorry. Biggest. No, no. What? Ga- gating. What? What would? What would be an inhibitor of of growth? Oh. oh. Um. I would say. Um, um, a major customer uh, decides to stop the rotation of an item, uh, or um, you have. Um, inability to get raw materials, which really hasn't happened. Um, And um, there are um, only a select number of items in the the area that we're in. There's less slots or called stock keeping units. Um, So if a supermarket is uh, topped out or retailers topped out, they don't have additional slots available, even though they like our product then uh, we're on hold. So that would, uh, that probably in COVID was our biggest issue. They put everything on hold. So they didn't yeah. rotate us into new, new stock keeping slots. So, uh, however, the, the there flip- are, uh, because on the other hand, the uh, prepared food section is, grow- is uh, being very well received and uh, the quality has been very, very significantly upgraded in the last several years. So that puts us in a very good position. With some retailers, they're really expanding those sections. So we're we're in excellent shape there. So with COVID getting uh, opening up things now, um, the prepared food. You also mentioned new products that uh, you know the the floodgates about to be open for those. Uh, are there any other drivers or or, or trends helping you out? <clears throat> Well, as we're becoming more well-known, we hope to um, be on uh, Fresh Delivery. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, people like Amazon Fresh in the near future. Uh, And uh, we are developing a major convenience store product that we think will do very, very well. Um, So that's helping growth. We also have a um, college program, college-university program that got stopped dead in the middle of COVID, uh, a lot of that is plant-based uh, oriented, where it was being very, very well received, and um, of course everything was put on hold. And that was uh, coming to fruition last February, um, so uh, we'll, we're resuming that now, and I think there will be a number. Oh, eventually, there's about um, 2,500 to 3,000 uh, university prospects. And we think we can be in ten uh, percent if all goes well. So that and the, the volume is quite high. We sell uh, one university right now, and uh, the volume is uh, sm- surprisingly higher than I would have thought. Um, so that could be a very, very major growth category. The other thing is uh, we developed a kiosk concept for um, um, independent smaller um, delis and. Um, we think that concept also uh, has a lot of legs. It's very efficient and uh, uh, easy to put up and easy to break down. Um, again, 
uh, as COVID relaxes uh, and people can think about growing and investing, we think we have a great opportunity there. Yeah, it sounds like you're pretty well positioned. Uh, in terms of things that we should watch for, you know, over the next 12 months, let's say, you, you know, events or catalysts, I, I see that um, you filed for an uplist. Uh, yes. When would you expect that, and, and what other things Hopefully should we watch for? Hopefully in the next for? three to five weeks. Hopefully the next three to five weeks for NASDAQ, the uplist. Um, so it seems like things are going fine. Okay. And then any other events or catalysts to watch for? Uh, there is one I didn't mention before, and that is uh, we do a very, very big uh, business with QVC, and uh, they have indicated to us uh, they plan to substantially increase our business this year. So not only do we do more sales, but we also do uh, much more um, outreach to consumers, and so it helps build our brand. And we're continuing our uh, advertising on um, um, uh, Sirius Radio, and we're now up to about 500,000 uh, uh, friends or contacts uh, between Facebook and Instagram. So uh, we're, uh, we're using all those mediums to uh, gain additional uh, consumer recognition. Very good. Uh, before we go, any other key takeaways you want to leave us with? Um, yeah, the key takeaway to watch for is uh, especially starting in the second quarter uh, for um, significant sales growth um, as these new items take hold um, and COVID uh, relaxes. So uh, if all that happens, um, we should see very, very substantial uh, sales increases and hence profits. Great. Well, well, Carl, thank you so much for sharing the Mama Mancini story. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jeff.